Welcome back to another episode of Playing Pussy with Matt and Nick. Up, Nicholas Paglia. Matthew Amos. How are you today? Third sir? time on the secret show, y'all. Well, yeah, that was fun, man. But Go right into it. Heather disrespected your name, man. Huh? You want to step to her? Did they? Oh, no, not at all, dude. Not at all. I, I love it when they fuck that shit up, man. It's great. It's, you know. It's nice. It was good. It was nice to go back and have a good show. And yeah, you had a good blast. set, man. It was fucking freezing that night. Yeah, yeah, it was cold that night. I think it was like thirty-three degrees when I left the house. Like, yeah, ooh. which I mean, that's not that bad. It's like right about freezing, but the wind, the wind is uh, it's super windy out here. That windshield just kills you. It's like it's painful. Like I just I'm trying to layer up and wear clothes where I'm not. Oh yeah, Nick gave me a little jumper to help me out. Yeah, a little some little leggings, and then yeah, I wore my big weatherproof jacket. And did you ever? Did you used to rock the the leggings out to the out to the mic, or was it just that that uh, cropped up? Leggings? No, I was always it was like just pants, normal pants, and then I had just jeggings the... maybe. No, like because if it was hot enough for me to be rocking my crop tops, then I went into like just an open mic. Probably like I mean, it probably just have been like some kind of light material pants you know or or short shorts if it was open mic sometimes i would just go out in shorts you know or above the knee shorts as people call them yeah so our last recording i think was that before you went out to san francisco i think it was before in san francisco man i had a wild time in san yeah francisco. i didn't i don't really ask you about that like what went down you went out there for a wedding right yeah i went out there for my boy patrick's wedding which is beautiful it was great uh, Friday night when we got there, Friday, I got there early Friday, got to my brother's house where I was going to be staying, hung out with him for a little, or just then I kind of walked around his neighborhood in the marina and got some food and What's chilled. San Francisco like these days? I mean, it's, they're COVID procedured up, you know, I was wearing a mask like all weekend. I remember I got to show my vax card, you know, it was, it was definitely, it was shitty. Was the homeless situation more dire than here in Austin or is it? Honestly, honestly, man, I was in the nice part of town. Like, <laughs> I was like in the nice part of town this time. I, I didn't see a single person take a shit in all the street. Horrific. Like it's all terrific, man. Dude, it was it was nice. Yeah, and I did it all on a budget. It was all I got to do all I got to do all that because oh, my brother lives there in the marina. He's got a nice place. And which brother is it? Uh, your... It's like my god brother. He's like oh, my okay. first friend, really. Um, my very first friend I've ever had. Um, and so I stayed at his place, and he got off work around. He got off work around like uh, four, so um, I just hung out around his place, and then he got there, and then we went out for a beer, and then I ended up going out to this uh, meeting up with my fr- with my friends for the wedding. So is this like the rehearsal night, or what is this? This would be Friday, the day before. Um, they didn't. I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, I wasn't part of the rehearsal or anything like that, so. And then they didn't even have like groomsmen or anything. It was just the two of them standing. Groomsmen or bridesmaids. It was just the two of them standing up there. You know, it was real beautiful. Oh, that's dope. That's but, cool. But that's we, cool. Like I like that a lot. My my favorite wedding I ever went to was my uncle, and it was just on the beach. There was like ten of us, and then we went across the street to a restaurant, and then we all went home. It was it was great. Oh, nice. <laughs> They're divorced now. <laughs> of course. Look at that wedding. <laughs> that was a dope ass <laughs> wedding, dude. I loved that. Uh, yeah, no, it was cool. So we just then we went to met up with our friends at their hotel room, uh, um, at this place called the White Swan, which is really dope. We got like roof access and shit like that, like ladder that went up. Got to get on the roof and shit. That was pretty fun. So, and then after and then we went and a friend of mine was DJing. My friend Maj, it's a music producer DJ out there in San Francisco and Fresno. Oh, okay, what's his what's his name? Maj. That's his DJ name. Yeah. How do you spell it? M A J. Okay. MAJ, yeah, and um, we went and watched him open up for Justin Martin over at the club at Club Audio, oh, and so that was real fun. We just drank all night and partied and listened to music, and then I went home and slept, and then got up the next day and met up with everybody, and uh, then we went to the wedding, and then the wedding was just it was in um, it's uh, the fair, is the Fairmont? Uh, that might have been the hotel everyone was staying at, but. Uh, it was just at this real beautiful location, had a really nice view of the whole city, you know, it was like, it was real nice, and then the, res- the reception was nice, the food was great, and we then we just partied all night, and then after that, we went to this little dive bar, and closed the dive bar down, and then I left there, and then my friend, my brother's friend, jo- uh, Justin, hit me up, and um, it's also my friend, and then, then he took me to some, like, 
industrial basement like music rave like or tech like with really good techno and house music playing and we did that and till like six in the morning and then i went and then is I this s- the night of the wedding or this is the this next is, day this was the this was after the same night of the wedding but after like i separated from the wedding i was getting ready to go home and go to bed and then my buddy justin hit me Damn, up and straight he's up like, rave those of you like popping mollies or doing ketamine or oh, i'm sure people were all fucked up was, there was a bunch of just low uh, scumbags down there you know like all the 3 a.m people it's like pretty intense uh but you made sure no one got groped right oh uh, yeah i made personally sure of it and there's no groping on my watch you know but um my friend justin met a girl and then, then we ended up leaving and i went back to my place and uh, they went back and did whatever they did and i uh, just then i slept till like four in the afternoon on sunday got up went and had uh went and had dinner with justin <laughs> Went and had dinner with Justin and had a couple of beers and was out till like one in the morning and then came back to Jeff's house and went to sleep and then got up and got Ubered to the airport and got here and right as I got here I had to do um, I got here at five thirty back to Austin and had a show at eight so I came home and showered and Damn. then I went and did the show and my friends from LA were in town so we stayed up all night part, like hanging out drinking and oh, then wow. then I don't, they but then, I want to hear about the show but. <laughs> this is something Casey Rocket won't, won't want me to say on the show, but there was a time back in Boise, Idaho, where he was at some bar and this guy like groped a girl. I think he like grabbed her ass or something. Mm-hmm. And Casey, he like didn't let the guy leave the bar and he made him go up and apologize to her. That's so funny. That's some hard ass shit, right? That's super hard. <laughs> and Casey doing that? That's good. Why wouldn't you want you to tell that story? Yeah, he's a humble guy, you know, and yeah, real humble. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was mad at him for a long time, but no, just make it for for disapproving of the groves. Oh you, no, because it was because it was you. Yeah, just <laughs> no. You got there groping fools? No, no. Groping ladies? Let's hear about your show, man. No, no, no. Now we're gonna get into this. You're out there groping, Matt. Are you a groper? No, I'm just kidding. It's just a easy joke. Easy jokes. Yeah, but then, then. But no, he really did that. Yeah, it wasn't. That's awesome. Whoop 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 whoop. Give it up for Casey. Yeah, he's like the most heroic juggalo alive. <laughs> he would be a juggalo. Juggalo gentleman. <laughs> right, so you're at, at creek in the cave, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Actually, I got caked up once. It's not an interesting story. I just I got drunk with my friends and I was like, "Cake me up, homie," and they put like. I was like all ICP'd out and just like scaring people at the bar. I was really lucky like a real person, real ICP person didn't like see you and beat your fucking ass for being a poser. Oh, dude. <laughs> those guys. I'll fuck them up. That's what I heard. This. That's what I heard, bro. I heard those jugglers be out there fucking posers up. <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll get to perform a gathering of the jugglers. <sighs> Ooh. That's a... Did she just scratch you? No, no, no. Oh. She just point. She just loved me. All right, man. So stu- first, first got- gig at Creek in the Cave. You headlined. You had your boy open for you. I didn't know. Renee was headlining. He had me a feature for him, which was cool. Renee, what? Renee Vaca. Renee Vaca. Yeah. So and then, th- then he ended up staying here at the apartment that night, and then his then uh, his all his other, and then his friend Deontay, who's going back to LA with, ended up coming over here in the morning, and then they finally left, or they left about two, and then. That's about two o'clock on Tuesday. So did you just come here to do the one gig? They were all <coughs> they did. They did like Houston, San Antonio, oh, okay, okay. Um, and Austin. They did all of them. So so they had a good time. Little Texas tour, and then they left it Tuesday, and then I ended up going out to Latchkey. And how was the gig though? How'd it go? What was like? What was uh, the crowd like? And the, how gig, much time did you do? The gig was good. I did about eight men. I did did about eight minutes because he put a bunch of his friends that live from that also live out here up on the show. You know, like a. Derek Poston was on it. Hassan Hamad. Oh, does Derek Mario Poston live here now? Yeah, he lives here now. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, and then um, Anthony um, Anthony Tortini. Not. Yeah, I think Anthony Tortini. Is, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He's, oh, okay. Or no, no, Mario. Ant- Mario, sorry. Oh, have I met him yet? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of stoned. I'm fucking up all these. People's names on this right now. It's so. okay, man. It's like jazz. It's like, it's like poetry. Jazz. You know? Boopa, Mario, Tortellini. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but fuck, yeah. And then, I mean, I'm, it was just a non... That whole trip, that whole like trip to San Francisco didn't really end until about Wednesday when I finally got to, like, when I was finally back home and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down. and Because you went out and partied on Tuesday. So it was like a five-day party then. It was a five-day party. So I've been, um, I've been chilling this weekend. I didn't, you know... Thursday, Thursday I did have a couple drinks, but nothing crazy. Um, and then, yeah, so just we went out tonight and just hung out at the creek tonight. Watched a couple shows and who was was it? T.J. Miller? No, he got COVID and and had to bail. They got this guy Bill Dawes, um, and he was really funny. Oh, he nice. was good. Yeah, and is then, he like a local guy or? Um, I don't know if he's local, but um, he was around. He was around. He packed out both shows, like sold out at the creek. Oh, dope! Packed out both, like the whole room was filled on both both shows. Um, Charles was hosting, so that's why I stayed and watched. Um, Charles, Charles Adams Jr. Um, but big black guy with a beard. Have you seen him around? Hell no. No? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't recall. Um, Maybe I would. But. Uh, he's just someone who's been uh, been hitting it off with the last couple weeks. So I just wouldn't have seen him around. Um, he was hosting, so we watched that. And then this, there's this uh, comic named Sam Lopez. She she was funny. She had some. She, had, um, she was real good. I enjoyed it. Oh, a Latina uh, woman. Uh, yeah, a little cute looking. She's cute little brown haired, light skinned, looks oh, like so a little white girl. You find her attractive. She's just cute. Her whole style, it's like funny and the way she talks, it works. All right. And, but it's like, it's normal. I mean, she's got your name written all over it. She talk, half her set's talking about her boyfriend, though. So you're, you gotta, and you gotta. Oh, no, man. I told you I'm retired. Unlike you, Mr. Coxman over here. No, no way. Laying down the pipe. No way. Gotta keep the heater on so it don't freeze. <sighs> You don't use it, you. Yeah, I guess right. I guess right. That's what the that's what the email said from the that's what the email said from the um, apartment complex. Keep it on, or else you'll freeze. Keep it on. But um, yeah, man. What have you been doing? Um, so Tuesday, I went up at the the Romo room. We've talked about that one a few times, and it was actually it was the first time I ever did like decent there, which was really cool. Yeah. And it was another tough mic, man. That one is a that one's a test for sure. Very challenging. And I heard that they might be closing in February, which is sad because that's uh, that room gives everyone a lot of time. There's like three mics almost every day out of the week, and then there's shows there. So I hope they keep on doing shit. Yeah. But yeah, it was the first time I actually did decent there. It was it felt really good because it was another tough mic, two tough mics. But I was up. I was the very last person on the last one. Oh, okay. And uh, like everyone. You know, I had a tough time, and I went up, and I don't know, somehow figured it out. I've been trying to, uh, well, first of all, one thing that I, there's like a lot of things I used to do, because I kind of retired for a while that I forgot about, but I'm kind of remembering as I get back into it, you know. One thing I used to always do is I always say something about the situation up top. Mm-hmm. Something. If I could think of a funny joke for it, great. If I can't, then just say like a sentence about the place or what's been happening or what people have been talking about you know mm-hmm. you see that guy david nihill he does that a lot yeah he's a this irish guy who's been out here for a while and he'll always i've seen him like three or four sets and he always has like six or seven references to the prior comics it's, it's pretty amazing memory to remember all that shit yeah but i said so, it was perfect because there was this lady who went up and she was talking about being a professor and having sex with her students yeah, and she was funny. Her jokes are about like how athletic they are and stuff. <laughs> um, I, I, what's her name? Dana. Yeah, I, I remember that. I've seen that joke. She was funny, and everyone was like roasting her and stuff. But I had just written all this stuff about going to college and wanting to be a poetry professor and why I didn't and stuff. And so I just talked about her fucking kids, and then like completely transitioned into my stuff. And I don't know. It somehow worked. It was crazy. No, oh, that's perfect. It was amazing. Yeah, because there's like six comics there. Yeah. It's the hard room to make people laugh in so that's yeah cool. but i've been trying to um you know i'd like to i'd like to be able to make people laugh in any situation but i've always been better at being the like more loud i guess like mainstream comedian who's just like kind of loud and boisterous yeah but i've always and I've always done bad in like super chill situations, like a coffee shop or a place that just has a real quiet vibe. Yeah. So lately I've been trying to just diversify what I have and have some more chill shit. Yeah. Some laid back stuff. 
and I'm hoping too that when when I do have like more outrageous act outs or more like intense deliveries and those two things mix then they'll complement each other you know yeah like if you have some kind of outrageous zany act out and then something like deadpan one-liner type thing you know yeah but anyways yeah i wrote some more chill stuff and it seemed to work it's nice. like and i've noticed too just like watching all the open micers and stuff like a lot of people when they start and when i started i was the same way it's like all about shitting and coming and like fucking your sister or like suicide and so you know yeah, that's what lot. you got to do to make the comics laugh. The basics. Yeah, but I've been trying to um, make it more real and just make it more chill and more like who I am now. Because like I, when I started, I was twenty-seven. Yeah. Now I'm thirty-six. You know. Yeah. I'm a totally different guy. I'm like way more laid back. So. Yeah. Definitely. I like to make it work both ways, though. I don't want to give up on like that that part of me. Oh you know? uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You can definitely weave them together to other work. You know. Build them up slow and get going, or like you said, start off or have something act out that something zany, and then go slow, you know, and then go back and forth. And it's almost like a bipolar set, you know. You, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking about some stuff too. Just uh, you did some new jokes at the showcase that went really well, man. Yeah, that meditation. They, they joke were liking your well. new stuff. Yeah, that one went good. The Duran Duran joke went good. Was it like I think those were the two newest, um, and then yeah, I have this I have this bit that I've been working on like throughout my watch, um, but I don't know it's not done yet. I need to, I feel like it'll only work in like I like one of those showcases. It's not something to work into open mic because it's just all about like the performance and just like the timing of everything. So, but I've been working on that and then still thinking about some other shit and. Been hanging out, got to get on it. As for playing pussy, you know, I mean, haven't been hitting too many mics, but I've just been going out and hanging out and being being around as much as I can. And I've heard I got some back. advice from uh, listening to podcasts with like Ari Shafir and Tony Hinchcliffe, and it's something I hadn't really thought about. But they say that there's a certain point when you need to stop doing the open mics. Yeah, I know I'm definitely like nowhere near that, but yeah. they say that there is a point where you should stop doing the open mics. But I think it's when you're st- like getting up four or five times a week doing shows. Yeah, because they say at that point it's just going to really skew your perspective because the open mic crowd is so different than a show crowd. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm getting close to that. I think they were they were probably talking about Hans because I feel like he's the person in town who's like getting to that point where he could do four or five shows a week and not really need the open mics. Mm-hmm. But we would still see him out at them. Yeah. And he probably is past it at this point. Yeah. That's going to be tough for me though cuz I've always I just love it, man. I love it. Like even tonight I went to the Bianca's uh hotel mic. Yeah. And uh it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I had a decent set and then it, you know, how's the crowd? Didn't the people stay after the show? Uh, af- oh, uh, there was like seven or eight audience members. They left before I went up, but I did all right. Did pretty good. And then, you know, the mic started dwindling and dwindling and dwindling until it was just like me and four or five other people. And it was like really new people who were like kind of having meltdowns on stage. Like there's this one guy I met and I think he had just started comedy and he's like, dang, last time before I went up, like I drank coffee and I was like, it was just too much. And he's like, so today I did some mushrooms. <laughs> I was like, damn, you went from coffee to mushrooms. Damn, and then man. I told him my story about like taking acid and going on stage and crying and stuff. That's I think funny. that scared him a little bit then. Oh, dude, that's well, a great story. <laughs> but then when he went up, he was just like... He tell, was, tell me about that story, dude. Oh, man, that was so fun. So back in the day, we used to do these shows in San Luis Obispo, or they call it slow. And uh, we went with my buddy uh, Brian Bear and Eric Chatham and my other good friend Will Island. Yeah, so we went out there, and we had two gigs. First gig was fun. It was good. It was in, like, a club. And then we stayed another day just to, like, party and hang out. But there's also this other place called The Red Room. Okay. And there's this popular comic out there, and he does his Red Room shows. But they're just in his garage, and it's, like, a talk show with him and Pickles. Oh, God. (laughs) But it's, like, a David Letterman talk show, but it's, like, really wacky and and crazy. So The Red (laughs) Room. It's like a talk show, but it's in his garage, and people are sitting on like bench seats from a pickup truck. And, oh, that's funny. And there's like tires, and <laughs> so there was like like ten people there. But in the morning, me, Brian, Eric, and Will, like, we took a 
What did we take? We took acid. Yeah, we all took acid. And we just had so much fun, like, running amok in the city. I remember at one time point, I was like, I was dancing on the beach for, like, an hour, but no one else was. But I was, like, doing stand-up at the same time, and they were all <laughs> laughing. Nice. And, like, I was just, like, I was, like, roasting the ocean. And then we came up to this, like, cavern, and I roasted the cavern. and was, like, screaming at people in there. And we were just having so much fun. And then we started... Uh, we decided it'd be a good idea to start a band that day, and we put on... For some reason, I think Will had these hazmat suits, so... We started a band called PTSD, and we had this song about, like, getting kidnapped and stuff, and... Oh, okay. And you all wore hazmat suits? Yeah, we closed the show doing that with... <laughs> <laughs> you closed the show at Red Room doing yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> it you guys, was, uh, did you guys wrote the song and everything all in the one day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Do was, you remember uh, it? Can you um, sing it to you? I got a wife and kids... Uh, I know there was parts about it, like, I got a wife and kids, uh, I want to live, like, just stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great, dude, that is awesome. But yeah, I used to have this bit where I'd get the crowd to chant for me to cry, and you know, sometimes I'd get close, but it's usually more acting, but this time when I was on acid, like, there in the red room, it just is, like, everyone's so close, and yeah, so I just really cried for a long time. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. And then I did the rest of my set, and I guess it was, like, super weird. But it was amazing, man. That was so fun. But your boy, tonight he went up, and he did fine. I could tell he was really new, but he did fine. But he seemed, like, pretty uh, pretty broken by it. And, like, the last, like, six or seven guys who went up just seemed like, like I always say, like, the first time someone does stand-up, it's the worst day of their life. So it was a lot of people's worst day of their life that day. <laughs> oh, man. That was brutal. But it was great, because... Yeah, and that's what I love so much about open mics. Like, I was the only person left there who's, like, kind of done it for a long time. So afterwards, we're all going to the elevator, and I'm just, like, cracking jokes to try to make them feel better and stuff. And then... Uh, you are calling them pussies, weren't you? No, just, like, no, you no, stupid no. pussies. No. Did you tell them to quit? I know you like to do that. You have to tell uh, people to quit. Hell no. I'm dude, not like that at quit all. Quit comedy, bro. You need to quit, dude. I'm probably better at helping people when they start out than I am at actually doing it. Nah, dude. Matt's always like, dude, we don't need any more competition. You're not even worthy. Get out of here. I don't want you here. No, but that's why I love the open. I just love being there for that. Like, to be... Oh, watching train wrecks? Everyone likes watching train wrecks. To be there and support that. Or just to support whatever's going to happen, you know? it's just. I think that's why Kill Tony's so popular, because people... Most people have probably never been to an open mic. Yeah. So getting to see that, but then he mitigates it by being really funny and having really funny people there. Yeah. That's awesome. Like that's, I think that's part of why it's so fun. It's like he says at the beginning of the show, like anything could happen. Yeah. And anything could happen at, uh, at the Hilton Garden Inn tonight. So it was yeah. a blast, man. You know what he, when, what he said when I, once, when I finished my set? That's how it's done, sir. Oh, wow, <laughs> no, dude. That was cool. That was a great compliment. Damn, surprised you didn't rip your dick off, jacking <sighs> off. Oh, my God. Potential. But didn't you, you said that, like, you don't think he's funny. I never said that. I think he's really funny. His newest uh, special was fucking great. That one was awesome. The yeah. one that was like, it wasn't meant to be a special. It was just kind of filmed. I don't know. I think it, well, at the whatever. beginning, I think there's a disclaimer that says like, he didn't really mean for this to be a special. He was just like recording it for himself. Uh, but yeah. then he decided to release it because COVID was happening and he didn't know what he was going to get to do stand up again. Yeah. That one know. was great. That, that was one amazing. was amazing. Like, I think the transgender athlete bit, that should have me laughing hysterically. Suck my dick. <laughs> Yeah. That's just great, dude. <coughs> he has such a interesting persona too, because it's so it like really clashes with the way he looks. Like Pete Holmes or Jim Gaffigan, the way they look is their persona, you know. Yeah. Like Amy Schumer, the way she looks is her persona. Anthony Jeselnik, like that's what he used to talk about. I hear him in interviews saying like, well, "I'm this like, you know, good-looking white guy," so everyone's just always automatically gonna hate me. So that's his persona, like totally matches his look. Yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe is the opposite, you know. <laughs> Like, he looks like a dork, but then his persona is just, like, he's the most ruthless, like, roast guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really good. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. It's great. No, it's been fun, though. Everything's been just k- kicking off and still need, just have been eating healthy, exercising. My tra- I mean, this week was a little nuts because of travel, but I still got some good exercising in, and I believe I haven't played pussy this week, you know? I don't think so. Nice. I did play Pussy one time because we have the Lucky Duck open mic on Wednesday. And uh, that one's outdoors. Yeah. And so you sign up at 6 and then the show starts at 8 and it can go to like 2 in the morning. And 
I was supposed to go up like really late on a like late 20 something and it was so fucking cold and there's like savage winds going through the place to points where you could like barely hear anyone on the yeah. mic oh, wow. and I was like fuck this shit I'm cold and I went home <laughs> yeah I mean was there anybody yeah plus I'm sure no one was even out like not not by then there there was actually a pretty good crowd before yeah. and like the the heaters were doing their thing but then it just got too savage dude it was cold as hell it's intense well what's on the docket for next the next few days all right well tomorrow i think there's nothing going on so i'm excited man i'm gonna chill i got my work done i'm gonna write some jokes play some video games and just do it up mad style and then sunday you know there's a bunch of cool nights i like to do so get right back into it yeah what about you? You got like a gig tomorrow or? I got nothing going on tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be chill. I didn't stay out too late. I went out for a couple hours and watched some comedy shows and, you know, just hung out and saw some people and just like, you know, just ready to come home. Not trying to be all out all night, all night and just probably kick back. Who knows? Maybe get wild tomorrow or just mild tomorrow and take some <laughs> mushrooms, you know, or something. <laughs> Who knows? All right, man. Well, that's cool. That, that That's probably good for now. We can round it out on Monday or Sunday after the mics and get y'all another episode of Playing Pussy. Oh, yeah. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Playing Pussy. Ooh, welcome back. Matt, it's been like 10 days since we sat down and talked. What's up? Yeah, I know, man. What's going on? What are you up to? Oh, nothing. Just been, uh, just been uh, trying to get everything going and started um, started a little side hustle to bring in some some money, you know, and as well as uh, trying to just get on some shows and do the mics, uh, do mics, and I haven't been going to as many as I can, but I feel like I've been going to like the quality ones, you know, like Lucky Duck and uh, and uh, the Creek in the Cave and. I did start going back to Kill Tony. I uh, figured like my try and get back on there again. Uh, do another minute there. Um, but other than that, I've just been, I've been kind of just, uh, I've been playing pussy a little bit, you know. Just been lounging, you know, kind of taking it easy, just going out for like maybe maybe every other day. I haven't been hitting it every day strong, but I've been doing other things around here, like getting things going and. What do you think? What What do you think is the source? Like, why do you think you've been playing pussy? I think it's maybe just because um, I think maybe it's because I just haven't been reading and writing lately. I think because uh, I haven't been coming up with anything new. I did come up with some stuff the other day, some new stuff the other day. But before that, I was just was kind of just going around. Also, you know, me and Derek, we started up a little business to make some money on the side that works with our schedule so we don't have to we don't have to go get like real jobs you know but you know so that's been taking up a lot of time too you know been well second dick's harder. a real job and you know i know but you know you gotta market it you gotta market yourself and you, you, gotta, you gotta let the people know that you're good at it and you know you just gotta go out and give those free samples out walk door to door <laughs> and just get free samples dude and hopefully they'll call you back you know you know got a few phone call a few appointments you know this guy's gonna take me to Tulum next month, you know. Like, so I must have done a good job. So, oh, you know, right. so it's it's, it's gonna be other way. Wait, Tulum out. is that California? That's Mexico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Matthew? How have you been? What have you been doing? I've been doing okay. Playing pussy a little. I could do better, but I did uh, five mics last week, which is good. Nice. That's kind of like the minimum I'd like to hit, but I should do a lot more. I could hit a lot more, but I've been writing a lot. I've been I want to be able to do a clean, like, not necessarily cheesy, but like a clean, old school setup punchline, one liner set of yeah. like four minutes. Okay. I just want to be able to do that just to, just to prove I can, you know? Yeah. Like if I see other people doing something, it makes me feel like I need to prove I can do that too, you know? Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of people do that and do well out here. So it's kind of like, I want to prove I can do that. I don't think that'll ever be my style. Yeah. But if I can do that, I think it'll make me better in every other aspect of comedy. Oh, yeah. If you're good at getting to laugh real quick, you know? Yeah. But I've noticed, yeah, like, 
that I have a lot of respect for like the one-liner guys like you and what other guys do because man that shit it feels so much shittier when that stuff bombs because like compared to if you're giving a funny opinion or a funny story yeah I feel like you can always fall back on okay well maybe I didn't describe the opinion well enough or you could fall back on maybe it's funny if you were there you know what I mean like maybe I didn't give the right details of the story yeah but with the one like a real slick one-liner it's I tried to trick you. I tried to play this little magic trick on you. It yeah. didn't fucking work. We all know why it didn't work. Everyone can see. It's just like, that's failure. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no excuse. That's just failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I've been trying. I think a lot of times I've had a few that work okay. It seems to work better when it sounds more real. Like... I see some people go out there and they get these great laughs, like really absurd stuff. But I've noticed even looking at like Stephen Wright or Mitch Hedberg, no. usually the setup kind of fits their persona and it kind of makes sense. Like this does sound like something they would think of. Yeah. Where I've noticed when I, that, that's another thing I've read too, is like when you try too hard to make the setup funny, that kills the punchline because you're supposed to be directing them in a certain direction that sounds real. Yeah. And then veer off. So yeah, I think some of the ones I wrote were a little too confusing or too complicated. Yeah. Like sometimes I think I'm trying to surprise myself, <laughs> mm -hmm. but should be trying to surprise the crowd. Yeah. Because a lot of times there'll be like three different things about it that are weird when there should probably just be one, you know? Yeah. You got to just make it trim the fat, go right to the point, you know, almost you know with the one-liners sometimes you know but also with yours yours are usually like more about you it's like something you did or something you think it's something i think yeah like, more than like uh you know some people's will be real i don't know like jerry seinfeld or stephen wright or mitch hedberg sometimes it's just absolutely nonsense absurd yeah it's just like uh them observing something but you don't you don't really do like straight observational that much right no not really you know um why do you think you never like went in that direction is that just not the way you think or i guess not yeah i don't i don't look at things and just be like what's the deal with that you know like but um even then like i mean i went through like i was going through some of my notes the other day like some old notes too like some, you know just you know you gotta go back and reread some stuff and maybe it might work now if it doesn't work you know and i was looking at stuff and it's just like I was looking at the different stuff and I was talking with some comics out here and they were going over like different jokes with them and like did you have like a writing <laughs> session with some comics or? no we were just sitting down waiting for kill Tony like last week uh, we, we went um, we were just sitting down at the bar next door and was just going over jokes and stuff but it's funny like um, even like some of the one-liner guys out here they're they're like alti one-liners you know like they're not like just pure like set up punchline joke you know that's just like they're just like, they'll be, you know, just some of the guys out here just like say a subject and be like more like this, you know, and it's just like, and I was like, some of my, some of the old stuff I was looking at, I was like, oh, I could, I could say it like that and it would, it, could, it might work funnier, but I was like, but that's just not me. I'm not like, you know, um, killer. I hardly know her, you know, like very, yeah, very, like old school. Like yeah. A lot of guys here seem to do it real old school Yeah. or kind of have that word play. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You, yeah. you use a little bit of wordplay. I use a lot of wordplay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I use a lot of wordplay in mine, but mine's just different because it's, I don't know, I think it's all in the persona too because like, I'm not going up there and trying to beat your friend. You know? Right, right, I'm right. up there to tell you, like, these are funny. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, might yeah. not like me, but these are funny, and I tell them well. They're all bad jokes, and I'll tell them really well, you know? <laughs> And I think I like that though. Like that's just me. But I've been work. I've been working a little. I've been working, but not as much as I should. Like on that. Do you ever use uh, prompts? Prompts? No, I don't ever mess with prompts. I mean, I definitely. There's probably some writing exercises I should start looking into and doing like more actively, um, which I, which I, I'll be the first to admit that I don't do any of that shit. You know, like, and then also just reading helps too. And I haven't been reading lately. I think I've read a couple pages in the last like two weeks and i just been real lazy on that but what's been help well i say this has been helping me but none of these jokes have gotten laughs but what i've been doing is i go to this website called phrase.org mm -hmm. and then it has a long list of subjects i'll say like the subject is sleep 
you look up sleep and it shows you like every single cliche and every single phrase with sleep oh so like beauty rest or like sleep is the brother of death and like all the stuff so you can look at all those and usually if i look at all those i can come up with like a really corny joke based off of that yeah that i mean but and even if the joke is super corny or lame that gets your brain going in the mode well yeah and even then i haven't been doing any of my free writing lately either which i need to be doing so um so that's just uh I need to get back into just need to get it back into making that a priority and just or at least like going to the mics and sitting down and just like like you do like write a little bit even if it's not jokes just write and get that shit out there you know like yeah this last one the San Jack uh, saloon mic that we go to which is one of my favorites I was going up like 19th so I I wrote a joke for every single person that was before me oh nice like based off of their set I've been trying to do that recently like I used to do when I hosted an open mic. Mm-hmm. So I went up and did that. And some of them worked, some of them didn't. But it seemed like it just made the whole set go better. Okay. I noticed the closer it was, the easier it was to get a laugh. It's like when it was the, per- the girl right before me. It's she was fresh in their mind. The girl right before me was saying like, oh, people say eating pussies like candy. And she's like, if you think it tastes good, then you don't eat pussy right. So then when I went on stage, I just said, well, I guess I always eat pussy, right? Because it tastes like shit to me every time. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But see, that one worked a lot better. But then there was people like way before and I said it. And I think people had forgotten. Mm. It could have been it just wasn't funny. But it seemed like, and that's something we know, like the worse a joke is, the faster it has to come out. Yeah. If it's a really long setup, it better be a really good joke. Yeah, exactly. Same thing, too. It's like, if you're ever on a show or something like that, I mean, if you're... I mean, I try not to mention the comic before me at all, or at least not right out the gate, you know, like, because um, I just want to go out there and, like... But but eventually, like, but it's like, it's not like you do a show and, like, you're the fourth person on the show and then you're, you're bring you bring up something that the first comic said, you, you know. If Cause you, why? Because you think people will have forgotten it by then? Yeah, I think so. It's just kind of like... Or if you do, it should be kind of... Sl- like, it, it's still funny even if they don't remember. But <clears throat> if they do, that's just like a bonus. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like the first thing I say, like, come out the gate. Like, oh, remember that first comic? You know, like that... This... Well, I like to do that. I think that's been helping me. Like, I like to say either something about the room or something about the last person. Just like real fast. A yeah. joke. Yeah. It's but be fast. Because like I think it... See, it I'm, tricks people into thinking that you're like actually present. Mm. See, because I like going in there and saying like oh, my opener, whatever opener I'm using, and just say that, and then then bring up the other person if I if I do, you know. It's just like because I don't want it to. Because for me, it kind of seems like almost it's just like, well, the person right before him like rattled him, and all he could do is talk about that guy, you know. Like oh. I feel like it kind of is just like I could see it coming off that way. Yeah, but I feel like it. Uh, I don't know. It's been working better. That it seems to work a lot better for me because I think when I, when I go like immediately straight into the material, a lot of times people, I think they can tell I'm like trying to memorize something or it's like mm. feeling like a play or like um, me reading a script. Mm, yeah. And so that way it just makes people feel like you're there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying, like, two jokes up front and then introducing myself, like, after the two jokes, you know, like, get the audience, like, laughing as soon as possible and then and do the introduction and then I can play with it and then continue to go. And But I've been, I've been working on some stuff I went through and I, I just need to write it down, like, and, like, write it down and try and work it out as, like, a set of its own. But I feel like if, I mean, I don't think everything will work if, that, that I was working on and, I'm, and I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think... Uh, I don't think any of it's ready to work yet, you know, but I believe it's there and it just needs to be brought out and said more, you know. What I heard Mark Norman say on a podcast, which it seems like really good advice and I need to take it. I've been doing it every now and then, but I keep forgetting. Because as soon as you get, it's almost like that Mike Tyson thing, like nobody, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. So it's like you have a plan until you start bombing and then you're like, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, his advice is like, if you get a laugh on something, Say three more sentences. Yeah. Off the top of your head. Okay. And he said that's a good way to get better at improv. Oh. So just push yourself to say three more things about it. And like, I need to do that. I've, I've been doing that a little, but it's kind of scary because you're like, dang, I got to laugh. I want to keep going. Yeah. But he said if you keep doing that, you're like, you'll come up with more and more tags and you'll get funnier like on your feet. Mm. That sounds a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. And yeah, we could even start slow, even just say one more thing about it. You know what I mean? That's not planned. Yeah. Come up with something. I like that. 
Good idea. Some of the prompts I've been reading is it basically just asks you all these questions like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your hobbies? What do you do? Like this and that. But I've noticed the problem I've had is a lot of times like it'll say, what kind of music do you like? So I just say, I like death metal. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really, that's not enough. Yeah. That doesn't really like lead people somewhere. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're going to trick them with a fast setup punch, the setup has to lead them to think something. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, um, how would you do that with I Like Death Metal? Let's see. It has to, it has to like. I make... like death metal, but I hate life plastic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What is what? Stop. It's just the opposite of. Oh. It's just literally like the opposite of what you said. Like, I like death metal, but I hate live plastic. You know. Let me see. What's like a classic one-liner? What's like a classic street joke, like one-liner? Why was the frog waiting for the bus? Because his car was towed. He didn't have insurance. Okay, see, that, that, that one works better because it's saying, like, why was he waiting for the bus? Then you come up with all these reasons, like, why was he waiting for the bus? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like if you just say, like, I like this, it doesn't really, it didn't really set up, like, a situation where people are expecting something. Yeah, I guess you could say, like, um... This would be more like, uh... Oh, maybe it could be, like, uh... Uh, when I was in high school, I was depressed all the time, and that's when I got into death metal. Yeah. Maybe that could, like, you could trick people based on why you were depressed, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I like this this new one I've been working on. It's, um, <clears throat> I'm struggling with depression. Guy's got a hell of a headlock, you know? I don't know. See, it's, it needs work, but it's like, <laughs> it does that, you know, it's like I'm struggling with depression. Like, oh no, he's sad. And it's just like, no, he's got a headlock, you know? That guy's got a hell of a headlock. Which is also, I think, is funny because it's double because depression is all, it's up here in your head too, you know? So it's a headlock on you. Oh, that's the wordplay. Yeah. But uh, like I said, it's brand new. I just, I haven't. It's brand new, kids. Hope you enjoyed it. Ha 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 We'll insert the laugh track later. <laughs> I just killed 10,000 people in my, live in my room with that one joke. Well, I think the thing, the problem with that one, though, is, like, I don't think most people will think of depression as a person. Maybe there's, like, a name for depression that could also be, like, a human's name. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but you I know, know what I mean? It's, like, like more of the say... struggle part of it that, like, makes it, you know? Or I don't like, to, or I, I try not to wrestle with depression. It's got a hell of a headlock. No, that's closer. I yeah, that's, that's closer. closer. Yeah, because they say it should be an exaggeration, but if it goes too far off, then it becomes absolutely absurd, and then most people probably won't laugh at it. You know? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I work on it. I'm working on it. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. What about you? What um, what else you've been writing about? Let's see, I'm still working on the poetry stuff. I've gotten it to work well once, but then other times it hasn't worked as well. And I, I need to work on that more. I got too excited. I wrote like all these corny ass <coughs> one liners and I got too excited about doing those. And so I just bombed with those for like four sets straight because oh, nice. <laughs> I was so excited about them. I was like, yes, this is it. You know, I'm going to show everyone I could do this. And <laughs> what's your uh, what's your favorite one? Lay it on me. Your favorite one liner that you've written. Even yeah. if it hasn't worked or not. Oh, damn. Let's see. Um, damn, they're all fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they say dogs are a man's best friend. Uh -huh. So I named my dog fighting ring the friend zone. Because I don't fuck dogs, bro. <laughs> Stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff like that. Like, cause and that was from looking at the website. Yeah, looked up dogs. It says dogs a man's best friend. Like, uh, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> dogs and you named the fighting ring like the dog fighting ring, the friend zone. Yeah. Cause I don't fuck the hunts. That's funny. Yeah. You're the only there's person who, who thinks it's funny. <laughs> there's something there. We'll get, we'll get it there. We'll get it there, man. Yeah. 
I think the one problem with that one is most people would be like, he doesn't have a dog fighting ring. Yeah, probably. I mean, you look like you could, but <laughs> you just don't wear enough uh, leather wristbands. My favorite one-liner I've ever written is like, I'm the only person who thinks it's funny and it almost, I don't, th- I don't think it's ever gotten a laugh and I've done it so many times. Which one? It's, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. I love her and she hates black people. That's funny. <laughs> but people don't like it. It never works. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Do you think that makes people think I hate black people? Yeah, I'm saying maybe. she does. But people seem to get tense from that one. Yeah, but okay, so let's break it down. Like I have a love hate relationship with my mom. I love my mom. She hates black people. Um where does how does that make it a a love hate relationship between the two of you though? That's where the separation is. Mm. Um, oh, I hate that she hates black people. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're like I love my mom, but she, yeah. So it's like I love my mom, but I hate that she's racist or something, you know, or or I hate that she doesn't talk to me anymore. Or, or you can bring it up a different way, but it's just like I don't know if like. Uh, because, like you said, it leads you to think one thing, but then all of a sudden, like, the love-hate relationship is usually, like, I love and hate this at aspects of this. But in that joke where you set it up, but then, like, when you bring the punchline in, it's not a... It's just a love relationship between you, and then it's what she hates. Um, you could also word it differently, like... Um, <clears throat> my mom has a love-hate relationship... Yeah, or or my mom has a, a love hate relationship. She loves me, hates black people, you know, or something like that. Or maybe mix it up a little bit, or switch it up. But yeah, there's something there. But we'll work on it. We'll get some writing sessions in. Yeah, that one never works for whatever reason. I think it's funny, but usually if I think it's funny, it doesn't work. Does that happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like. Like some of my heaviest hit, my have my heaviest hitting jokes are jokes that I thought were just not just nonsense garbage. Like, like yeah, yeah. And then like I say them and it just fucking destroys. And I'm like, oh, that okay. that hurts too. That like I hate it when I have something that people always laugh at, and I'm like, fucking hate this stupid fucking joke. <laughs> well, it's not so much that I hate the joke. It's just oh. that it was like, uh, it was a silly easy came right to me. Like didn't have to work for it. it was like because like the jokes like because don't get me wrong. Like a lot of my jokes. You know, sit, uh, you know, they'll come to me uh, pretty easily, like, and I'll just write them down. I'm like, okay, this will work. But then, like, there'll be other ones where it's like some part of it comes to me, and then like, I'll like sit on it for like a year or so, and then like finally something else happens where I'm like, oh, this ties together, and you like put this work in, you but you you make the connections and everything's solid, and then you go out and say it, and it's like, a <laughs> and you're like, fuck, that deserved way better. And then you say some dumb little like, not even a joke, but like a question, like. And that just like a weird question that like the audience never thought of, and then they're like, "Oh fuck! Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god!" Yeah. You know, like I think, um, I think part of it is that people um, they don't care as much as you do, and they're not like most of the time they're not listening that hard. So it has to be a certain level of simplicity. It has to be simple enough that like you can be half listening and get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and see, like that's the thing right now is with the the little couple of jokes that I have in the works right now, is they're too complex. Like they're way too complex for to get across. I've said them a couple. I've said a few of them a couple times on stage, and they just they don't go over well. At least with the comics, and then like just I think like there's just they're too complex, and there's a little many. There's probably too many levels that I mean I'm either not explaining correctly enough so that dumb people can understand it. Like it might need three or four jokes before it to get to it. Um, maybe or just the how I explain it. Um, you know, like um, just how I explain it. Like sometimes I don't get it. Like you know, with the um, the pretty handsome and uh, or pretty hilarious awesome guy joke. You know. Um, the last three shows I told that on, it, it worked great two out of three shows. But that last third show, nobody got it. Like, literally not even a single person laughed. But I, luckily, I have the tagline where I'm like, because normally, like, 
it'll, it'll get laughs, like half the people will laugh, and then I'll be like, I want to thank the, the intelligent people in the audience for laughing at that joke, and then everybody else laughs because they're like, oh, I, you know, they realize that they didn't get it, so they nervously laugh kind of thing, mm -hmm. and then the last time I told it, like, no one laughed, so instead of saying, like, I want to thank the, the intelligent people in the audience for laughing at my, that joke, I just said, usually I thank the intelligent people in the audience for laughing at that joke, but nobody laughed. And then they all kind of laughed, and, I, and then I was like, yeah. "You guys are fucking dumb." I think I think that works better with your persona because I've noticed any time I turn on the audience, they yeah. seem to dislike it. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's more—it's not like as a, so I'm not doing it in a malicious way either. You know, I'm not like, "Oh, you fucking idiots!" You know, like which yeah. I'm thinking. Sometimes I'm thinking in my head, but I'm just like, I'm just like, "Hey, actually, normally this works." You didn't get it, you know, like, so, I don't know, it's a little, uh... No, I know what you mean, it's frustrating, like, the, the Romo room just closed, and the, I did one set there, and, like, the biggest laugh I got, it was something so dumb, like, I just said, oh, I'm sad that the Romo room's gonna close, I've never been heckled here, never gotten a laugh, but never been heckled, and, like, that was, like, everyone laughed. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even, it's just, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It was like something you probably just like off the cuff thought of. Yeah, it was just a dumb and, thing to say. But. Yeah, and then it got like a huge response, and you're like, oh, and then, then like, all the other stuff you've been slaving over, the, like, all your intelligent stuff you've been working into, trying to like <laughs> not only be funny but bring out like some kind of emotion in an audience member if they heard it, and they're just like crickets, yeah, <laughs> like son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah, that's a rough one. Um, but at the same time, it's also. It's kind of inspiring because it's like, well, you just have to write something dumber. If you could write something smart, you should be able to write something dumber. Yeah, but do you know the thing, the fucked up part is too? Sometimes when I try and do that, it's, I don't think it's funny. And I'm like, I'm... And would, then it's hard to commit It's to hard it. to commit to even try and say it on stage. Like, that would never work. Like, it's you know, so dumb, yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't think it's... Because it's like... Or it's just like, yeah, it's so dumb. And you're just like, yeah, I don't want to commit to that. I don't even want to try it. I don't even want to look up and do my research to see if it's, like, original or not. Like, because, you know, because sometimes things that are so dumb and so quick and come they're, to you, you're been like... around forever. There's just, like, some of those things where you're just, like, it can't be that... It can't, that can't be that easy of a joke. So I'll always, like, get into Google and type the whole thing out and, like, try and look up and look through a few pages to see if I could see anything, you know? Like, if it comes that easily, I'm like, there's no way nobody else thought of this, you know? Right, right, right. You know, like... Or, and then, yeah, like, there's, like, really dumb stuff, um, <clears throat> really dumb stuff, but, I mean, I don't know, like, but it's funny, because I'll watch, like, the other guys around here, like, Miles and Jack and Mikey, and they'll go up, and they just, you know, they go up and say this stuff, but also, like, they're also, they're also, they also kind of, the three of them, they live together, I know they write together a lot, so they kind of, they kind of, like, when they are throwing things out like that, they all do the same kind of, like, style, or they're just, like, um, like uh, just with the, the way they they cadence or throw stuff out, you know, like they'll know it's dumb, but then they'll like ex they'll like exaggerate on like how dumb it is, which and and you know and like the like the way they're acting on it, so like like it just like they know it's dumb, but it's also so cool, like which is a cool style to have. But I mean, like I'm that's not my persona. I'm not there to like hey try this, you know, and like oh no it didn't work. What about this or no no no, you know? It's just like no, this is the fa this is what it is, you know, like <clears throat> so. It's different, but I'd like. I need to. I need to be uh, hitting more mics as well. I want. I need. I've been trying to reach out and get on more shows. No one's. Uh, well, no. you did that. We didn't talk about your WTF show. Oh, I did do the WTF show last Wednesday. Yeah, that was fun-ish. I know you said it was rough. Was it just because you had the one heckler, or was there other stuff going wrong? Uh, it was rough. Like, um, well, we got there, and then it's supposed to start at 1030, and, like, there was not a single person in the little room where they did it. You know, it was just us comics sitting there, and I was just like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I guess we're... And then, like, so they they went out and kind of barked and got a few people in, and I think they got about a total of, like, eight actual people in, plus the five normal people that were in, <clears throat> or comics that were in the room. And yeah, they were just, it was rowdy. They were drunk. Uh, like, they got people to come in. There's these people, like, this guy, was, this guy was like, oh, trying to get on stage. And his friends were trying to get him on stage. And, like, you know, Grace was like, no, this is a book show, da 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 da. 
long story short, that guy ended up throwing out. He's like, I'll, I'll give you $100 if you let him on stage. And so Grace let him go up on stage. <laughs> and he told the story. And it was just god awful. But Was I mean, he first? Went, or yeah, was... she, met, he, she he went first. He know, opened. <laughs> went first. And it was just like a terrible story. Just And then he Did got off. Laugh? And then, I mean, his little couple groups, like one of his friends, the one that paid for him to get on stage was like laughing. He's like, I thought it was the greatest story in the world. And it was just like. Okay, it wasn't, you know, like... <laughs> Damn, they legitimately paid her a hundred bucks? Yeah, to go up, and I was like, holy shit. You like, know, there's open mics all over, over town. The, yeah, <laughs> but it was like, but it was like his buddy wanted him to say it more than he wanted to go up on stage oh. and say it. But then he ended up going up on and saying... And then there are a couple other people, um, and like uh, the people that were listening, of course, they sat in the very back or stood back there, didn't come up to the front, and all the front tables were empty. Except for there was this one lady that uh, she was la- li- she was at the front table and she was li- listening and laughing at all the jokes and stuff and she was good and like yeah she was, she talked a little bit but like she wasn't like heckling after every single word you know like she was laughing like oh my god that was great you know and then that was the extent of it and, you know I, that's not the same as like someone after every single word or set a punchline set up you're saying you know, that they have something to say or every after every single punchline but I did get that in that. That bitch got me really upset. Like in my mind, I was just like, "Oh man, I hate Wait, you." Wait, so it's this isn't the lady at the front table? No, this was another lady that was with the group of guys that paid to go up, and she was sitting there, and she was just like, after every comic, she was like saying something, you know. And after just, every, like any time there was a pause, any time the there was a pause, she would say something, you know, and like what kind she, of stuff was she saying? Just like that's not funny, or like have she would just be like. Uh huh. You know. Oh yeah. And uh, and then or like whatever the topic was, she'd say something like, "Oh yeah, I know all about that." You know. Or it's just like, "Oh my god," just wouldn't shut up. Like I told her, like I personally like had to tell her to shut the shut the fuck up three times. And finally, on finally, like after I said that the third time, because like I went up there and said it like twice, like right as I started. Because before I even got up on stage, I was just like got up on stage and she was just like talking, and I was just like shut the fuck up you know and then like i got one joke out and then i went set did the next setup and then it was like talking again oh so she stepped again. on the punchline yeah stepping on punchlines and stuff and i was just like i told her to shut up again and then she did and then finally i was just like oh man and like i probably made it through maybe four or five jokes if that um and um then she was just talking talking i just stood there for like a minute and it was just like be quiet and then i finally like shut up trying to like tell jokes like please be quiet you know and then um i told another joke uh one of my jokes about the blonde when i went on a blind date with the trans girl and then she's like oh honey it's 21 it's 2021 no one cares anymore like that and i was like actually bitch it's 2022 and that got like a huge pop like a huge laugh and then after that, she she didn't say anything. And after I got off off stage, she left. And I was like, oh, thank God. And oh, that's good. After so I got off, it was a little better for the other people. Oh, I have no idea. I left immediately. <laughs> I got off stage at my time. I was like, I'm gonna go over to the creek and try and get on get on the mic. And so why it doesn't like why why was it so bad though? It, it was that like a whole like five or six minutes that it took to get her to shut up. It, it, she, like the whole time she was there she wouldn't shut up and I was like the third comic so I mean I had to listen to her heckling like everyone Did else anyone else, else like pushed, everyone, ripper, some, ripper some people were like trying to talk through her and talk with her so like some one of the comics was talking like with her it's like oh I like you like trying to be like to be on her side you know like mm-hmm. trying to like get her to be friendly and then be kind of maybe if we're friendly we'll, she'll be quiet but yeah, she, yeah. she was just drunk she was just drunk it's a rowdy it's that drunk rowdy college live music bar and stuff yeah and, yeah Thank God they turned the music or the music band stops playing like while the comedy show is going on. You know, like they they only play till ten thirty and then the comedy show happens. And oh yeah, the last time I, I mean, went don't get there, me wrong, yeah. like Grace does a good job and like it was a it's a cool it that's a cool spot that has a lot of potential if it's done right. You know, yeah, yeah, it is like that could even like even with the outside section of it. Like if you set up a comedy show on the outside section, you could pack out that whole bar. It could be cool, you know, but it's just like one of those things where you got, they need to know it's a comedy show and not a live music rally yeah. bar, you know? Yeah. Last time I was there, me and Casey did terrible, which is, I thought it was weird. Cause I figured younger, I used to do better with younger people, but maybe I just got old. <laughs> yeah. You got a little less, uh, attitude on you 
when you had that uh, Cynthia attitude, you know, yeah, whatever, uh huh. Like I can see that going well with like the younger crowd, you know. And now you're talking about how everyone's nice to you, and you know, young kids don't feel like that. Even though they have it the easiest <laughs> in the world, they feel like everyone's mean to them because they don't, because nothing's given to them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to get into doing more act-outs, but I want it to feel, it has to feel real, it has to feel right, you know, it has to be the right bit, because that's, that's always death when someone's like forcing an act-out where it doesn't belong. Yeah. That's like, that's... That's the worst. That is absolutely the worst. All right, man. Well, shit, dude. Today is Monday. We're going to get, we're going to get back to it. We're going to work on a, we're going to work on our writing, our reading, our not playing pussy. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode, because it's about to drop as soon as I hit this end button. I'm Nicholas. He's Nicholas. Yep, and that's Matthew. Cool. See you later, guys. Mm -hmm.